The following bonus special Star Trek The Undiscovered podcast contains spoilers for the Strange New World's Lower Decks crossover episode, Those Old Scientists. If you have yet to see that episode, you might want to save this episode for later and watch Those Old Scientists prior to listening to this installment. Thank you. You're listening to Star Trek The Undiscovered podcast. everybody and thank you for joining us once again and just as paramount plus just gave us a star trek surprise releasing the lower decks and strange new worlds crossover early we are going to come back with our first bonus show after we finished our first season in what about a week after we ended but here we are surprising star trek fans once again you first got you you got two surprises if you were a star trek fan this week you got the crossover, and now you've got us. So let is get us this party started. This is just a uh, bonus special, but guess who's with us, folks? Back after just a little hiatus since he got hired at WHMI, Dan Martin is here. What's up, Dan? Man, I tell you what, I've watched that new episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds twice already, so that's what's up. Well, it's great to have you back, Dan. Joining us once again is holly mcmiller what's up holly hey not too much trying to stay cool and thanks for letting me back on the bridge (laughs) absolutely you know we all got such a big surprise that we wanted to give back and also give a surprise and that's of course a perfect segue because we are talking about the strange new worlds lower decks crossover we're just going to give a little reaction to it here tonight myself and holly and dan um, it, it was, of course, long awaited. Uh, everybody knew about this show. I want to say for a year that it was happening, possibly even longer. Um, and it was dropped uh, by surprise. There's many um, people are, are coming up with different theories as to why they released it. But does it matter? Because we got it. So, Holly, as you are our guest, starting with you, what are your general impressions of this amazing first of its kind in star trek history episode wow a lot of (laughs) easter eggs and i want more (laughs) this this worked i was just blown away because when i got your message last night i was like all right gotta watch (laughs) it was a surprise yeah it was just awesome now let me ask you holly was Mm -hmm. this a okay that's about as i expected it to be because i know i have my thoughts or did it exceed your expectations to what this was going to be um it exceeded my expectations because i've only i'm now farther into lower decks than what i had previously because i had only seen a couple of episodes so i kind of knew the characters so i was very pleasantly surprised with how it was how it was worked and i'm just like Okay, yeah, I want more, and I'm 
ready to go farther into the lower decks and can't wait to see what season four brings <laughs> as well. It's funny you should say out. that because as, yeah, as this episode has existed to the public for about 24 hours, I know of more than one person who had not started watching lower decks yet that went and started, started the series. And Dan, how about oh, you? What man. are your impressions of this episode? I didn't know what to expect. I, I enjoy yeah. lower decks tremendously, but I adore strange new worlds strange new worlds i love that like i love you know the original series and like i love star trek continues it's just my kind of my kind of star trek you know it's it's the tos era basically you know those old scientists those old scientists mm -hmm. and, i love uh, that abbreviation I, I love constitution class ships whether they be the original series design whether they be the strange new worlds design and i love the the way the strange new worlds is written but again like i said i love the uh the fun and the the excitement and the humor of lower decks too and i thought newsom and quaid hit it out of the park with their live action interpretations of those animated characters the way that Quaid moved the way that they sat the way I it was really those characters it was perfect and yeah. uh, it just blended so well together my two favorite things about it though have to have been reaction shots the reaction shots to some of the things they did from Anson Mount as Pike and the reaction shots to some of the things that they did from, well, I got to say three things. Spock and uh, Chapel were just amazing. But the whole <laughs> cast really brought their A game and the writers brought their A game. And uh, um, Jonathan Frakes, as a director, knows comedy. He understands it. And it was excellent. And then afterwards, I went and I watched um, The Ready Room. And the way they talked about having been able to join that portion of the star trek family and how open arms uh, they were received with open arms uh, newsom and quaid it was just really touching just really awesome uh, episode of uh i'm saying um more than i usually do because i'm just i can't even think straight but uh dang it will wheaton's show I just said yeah. it two seconds ago, but the, the ready the whole, room. Well, the ready room. It was excellent, and the episode was excellent. Well, I I'm going to agree with both of you, but I'm going to agree with you in a way that, first of all, I found it very poignant as well, because there are some people who are kind of saying, "Oh, it was a throwaway episode because of the comedy." Well, it was no different than the comedy that we got in Star Trek for the Voyage Home, Strangers in a Strange mm -hmm. Land. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that that's involved with time travel at the same time. What they really gave us was the earliest Star Trek. There is now in the timeline of Strange New Worlds and the latest of Lower Decks together to bridge the gap between any continuity issue or anything over time that people are going to we're saying to themselves, like, well, what about this? What about this? How are Chapel and Spock in love right now? How, how are they taking care of this? And it was all there. And pretty much everything got 
a shout out. Every era of Star Trek got a shout out, but where it really got me in the gut was the ode to Enterprise at the end of, of the Scott Bakula series and the NX-01, because it's a series that I've always felt has been a little bit overlooked. And to make it such an important part of this episode and to make it the, um, the conclusion and to then talk about them so fondly, because it's the only... One other thing about Enterprise was it's also the only timeline that was not affected by the Kelvin timeline. That's another thing that when the Kelvin timeline happened, it affected what had happened in our timelines and the, you know, the prime and the Kelvin. But everything that happened with Captain Archer and the NX-01 all happened as we saw as it was. There was a little Easter egg in I think it was Into Darkness where they had the Enterprise NX-01 there on Admiral Marcus's uh, desk. I felt that it was a love letter to itself. I thought mm -hmm. it was beautiful. I thought that there's also nothing wrong with a fun episode. I thought that, you know, just to have an episode that has, I mean, what, if, what's trouble with Tribbles, you know? What's, <laughs> um, what's Trials and Tribulations in Deep Space Nine, mm -hmm. you know? What's any of these episodes that's just there to have fun? There's nothing wrong with the fun part of Star Trek taking center stage, but it also had all the you know, the, the moral implications of the, of the kerfuffle that was happening. It had the heart of Star Trek. It had the adventure of the Star Trek. So I think it had everything. So, Holly, to yes. you, what do you give those old scientists out of 10? I'd have to say nine and a half. I mean, just awesome. And Bolmer kind of was like, okay, what's going on with Spot? He's laughing. yes. There's still some of that, I think there's still some fallout from charades that hasn't quite been fulfilled yet. And just the science bros portions when they're trying to synthesize whatever chemicals to try to send them back and everything goes kaboom. And the two of them are both kind of like, what just happened? And how can we cover this up and explain it to the captain so we don't get sent to the break? <laughs> <laughs> I, I It was just such a surprise. And I think the... Mm -hmm. You're one of the theories I think behind dropping it early so much is like, let's give everyone a treat. You know, how yeah. often does anyone get a treat, you know? And it was so long awaited that they're like, well, here you go. And yeah. uh, Dan yeah. Martin on a scale of one to 10, how do you rate those old scientists? I didn't see a single problem with it. So I've got to give it a 10 out of 10. Nice, Dan. Nice. Or, or a 1701 uh, you... out of a 1701. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. I also love, I wasn't sure whether they were going to put an Easter egg into the fact that Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine are married. And so the very last scene with the Lower Decks crew, did you guys catch that? Oh, yeah. Jerry O'Connell plays Ransom, said, yes. oh, she's the yes. hottest woman in Starfleet history. So a little mm -hmm. wink, wink, nudge, nudge there. I don't know if I'm going to give it a 10 because I don't give tens that easily these days. I was inspired by John Seymour actually to not give tens too easily, but it's up there. I would have to say nine and a half. I'm going to go and say nine and a half for this because it had, it, you know, there's nothing wrong with entertainment for entertainment, but that's also good quality writing in there as well. And it mm -hmm. really kept the heart and it, it, really took any naysayers, if you will, about new era Star Trek and said, hey, we're thinking of you too. You know, any cool. of you, the, the people, yeah, that don't like, you know, possibly what Kurtzman had done, although I disagree with them, but it's okay. 
Uh, just as an aside, I do want to put in um, that from the very start, I'm going to ask you guys uh, what you think. I knew that something was going to happen on Strange New Worlds between Spock and Chapel because it's all explained in the naked time. And Boimler put it out there in the scene with the elevator, the very touching scene with the lift, sorry, <laughs> the turbo lift. Um, and he says, what is going on with Spock that he's not being himself right now? And they know that they're going to go back to that stone face relationship that they had. I had always said that something is going to, that they will get together. Something will occur to make their relationship. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's not going to end well. I can't make that kind of prediction. But there certainly was going to be a, well, we can't do this anymore. Well, look what happens in the naked time. Chapel professes her love for Spock. Spock has got to go and not in front of her. He couldn't compose himself. He breaks down, too, because he's got feelings for her as well. And yeah. now we know that there's a history there. So it really actually enhances and makes that scene in the naked time so much more profound than it's been. So I say kudos to them for doing that. And they, they really mm -hmm. did take... They really did, you know, use this episode here as not just fun for the fans, a treat, but also to bridge the gap between every era of Star Trek. So I it's dug a, it. It's a laugher and a crier. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. It had everything I always want from an episode of Star Trek. I'm I'm laughing my butt off in certain scenes. I'm going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm very Boimler-esque in other mm -hmm. scenes. And I, I got choked up at least two or three times as well. Uh, and one of the times when I get choked up is at the uh, at the transporter when when Spock says goodbye to Boimler. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just losing my mind at Boimler yeah. being able to meet them and to walk around. And oh, my God, oh, this is one of the things that really hit me when Boimler first walks onto the bridge of the one seven oh one. I have experienced that myself walking onto right. the bridge of the 1701 and just losing my poo. It was, Ooh. I could totally relate to him. I could totally feel it. I'm like, oh my God, I, I know exactly how his soul feels right now. And yes, I know that I walked onto the set where things are shot, but as a dork like I am, you know, you feel like you're really on a ship when you do that. And, yeah. uh, you know, to to imagine that character and he's on the real, it's the ship. He really represented us. He represented oh, yeah. himself. He's, he's very also, much he's us. A, he's a Starfleet fanboy in the show and rec represents the Star Trek fanboy and yeah, girl. And, and, and that's, mm -hmm. in writing, that is such a great thing to have. And that's one of the things... Like, take Doctor Who, for example. The companion is always us. We mm -hmm. are Rose. We are Sarah Jane going with this magical person on this incredible adventure. And you, it's nice to have a character who is us. And, and you're totally right. Boimler is us. And Mariner is clearly us, too, when she sits down with Uhura. And oh, because yeah. Because we, we all completely love uhura going all the way back mm -hmm. to you know the very first season of the very first iteration of star trek you can't help but love uhura and uh, seeing her with the youngest iteration of uhura who has not yet learned to have fun 
is right. really cool because mm -hmm. there 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 are hints of Boimler and his you know work focus in our Uhura in uh, in uh, Strange New Worlds. Well, uh, Holly, any closing thoughts on this episode? Oh, if people are on the fence about this one, sit and watch it. You're not going to be disappointed. I've seen some boohooers and naysayers on Facebook. Don't listen to them. This is a fantastic episode of Star Trek. You're not going to be sorry for sitting down and watching it. Yeah, I totally feel like it was made. It was it's this is for the fans and without any, yes. you know, fan service for the sake of fan service, it all tied together in such a well written way. Yes. Um, as and well. we got a little more add on to our Q Trelawney. Uh, ah, yes. Theory. Yeah, oh, tied in nice. <laughs> yes. That uh, that was excellent. Yeah, I would I would have to watch it again to get all those Easter eggs we got. The Bell Riots in there, of course, the obvious yep. with the NX-01 and Scott Bakula's Enterprise Captain Archer. We got the Bell Riots thrown in there. Like, who knows? Like, I can't think of a Voyager one at the top of my head, but it might be in there. I mean, hey, in and of uh, uh, Lower Decks itself, that is right after Voyager happened. So, mm -hmm. at around the same time. So, that in and of itself, just like you had Jonathan Frakes directing it, there's TNG. You have yep. the TOS, you know, characters in it. There's that, you know, so every single show got its rep representation. Before we get to plugs for Holly McMiller and wrap up this first of, I don't know how many bonus shows, but our first bonus show, let's start with you, Dan. What are you, What is your take, uh, you know, the first thing that came to your mind when you saw we're getting a musical episode of Strange New Worlds? The, very the internet's a buzz. The yeah. <laughs> very first thing I thought was how much I love the Buffy musical. Yes. And mm -hmm. I'm like, if it's half as good as the Buffy musical episode, it's going to be excellent. Um, I, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've driven around with that CD over and over again in the car, uh, you know, yep. singing along. They they got the mustard, the mustard out. out. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. just like, oh my gosh! I I'm hoping that the songs are well written, so that I and I'm hoping they release them so that I can have them if they are good, because I want to be able to listen to that Star Trek music in my car just like I listen to the soundtrack CDs in my car. Mm -hmm. I'm a dork for Holly, um, yeah, music and Star Trek tied in together. Uh, Dan, I'm right there with you. When I saw that, I'm just like, okay. We've had some other TV shows that have done the musical episodes. The Flash one was all right, but I mean, Buffy is like. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Flash one with, with uh, Barrowman. Bar John, Barrowman. John yeah. Barrowman crossed over from Arrowverse. Yes, he did. Yep. Oh, God, I love him. Mm hmm. Same. Well, what I'm thinking is who knows? Maybe they'll drop this one early as well. Doubtful, but maybe they'll do that. <laughs> Um, I nice. saw they, re they, they issued new release dates so that things are still coming on Thursdays. So technically, because because this one fell early, everything is following on a Thursday earlier than it would have. So, yeah, it's all going to be a little bit early. That's one of the reasons they extended it. In fact, we're not getting a new episode Thursday. It's next Thursday. It's a week from this Thursday and then yeah. for two weeks. So you mean um, oh, I'm going to I'm going to go. It's going to be dry this Thursday. Correct. Uh -huh. That's, that's this what I This is our Thursday yes. episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We got our Thursday do, do, do episode. They, do they have a yeah. shot they can give me for that? 
I need a hypo spray. I'm going to go through withdrawals. And before Holly gives her plugs, I just want to say to people, stop judging things that you haven't seen yet. Even if the name of the show or movie is called Cray Paper Man Meets uh, the Woodchuck Man, and it looks ridiculous, don't judge anything until it's, until you see it. God, people. I saw that, and that uh, was good. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so, Holly, when you are not here talking Star Trek, where can folks find you? You can find me as one-fifth of the Five-ish Fangirls. You can find us on the fiveishfangirls.com, and you can find me personally at hollymac underscore 79 on Instagram and Twitter. That's excellent. And folks, keep an eye on our social medias, which Dan Martin will tell you in just a minute where to follow all of us so that you can keep posted on more bonus shows between seasons one and two. By the way, folks, because you've been asking me, season two actually starts February 2024. But we're not leaving you high and dry, as you can see here, because we'll be doing bonus shows. Just keep an eye on where Dan Martin is about to tell you where to find us on how to keep up with those bonus shows. So we're going to end transmission now, but handing it back over to Dan Martin so that he can tell you where you can find the team. Thank you, folks. Good night. Thank you for listening to Star Trek The Undiscovered Podcast. Find our team members, Greg Vorob, on Facebook, G-R-E-G-V-O-R-O-B, on YouTube at Greg Vorob, on Twitter at Greg underscore Vorob. Also, check out MSV Podcast Presents The Fake and the Whimsy. Daniel Hawley on Facebook, H-U-L-L-E-Y, and on Twitter at bland underscore dull underscore don't. Ken Radner on Facebook, K-E-N-R-A-D-N-E-R. And me, Dan Martin, at BasemanDanMartin3700 on YouTube. And you can also join me on WHMI.com weeknights, 7 p.m. to 10 Eastern Time, and Saturday afternoons, 3 p.m. to 7 Eastern Time. Livingston County's own Classic Hits. Find this podcast on Facebook at the groups Star Trek Fans United and Star Trek The Undiscovered Podcast. Like us on Facebook at Star Trek The Undiscovered Podcast. On Twitter at STTU Podcast. Or shoot us an email to sttupodcast at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening to Star Trek The Undiscovered Podcast, and until next time, live long and prosper.